This is Two Minutes About Time with Luke Allen and Robert E.G. Black, the podcast that takes a look at the film About Time, two minutes at a time. I'm Richard Curtis, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, well, you can just travel back in time two minutes and listen to something else. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen, joined as always with my co-host, Robert E.G. Black. Hello. And with special guest this week, Alexander Westwood. Oh, yeah. Hello. So today we're looking at minute 40 of About Time, before going to our special minute later on. Well, another thing I said was I was going to give that segment a different name every week, and I don't have them, so it's just bonus minute, I think, always. There we go. So, minute 40. You, you can see how I try to make the show fun and quirky and then give up very early on. Yeah. <laughs> well, 40 minutes into the film's not too bad to give up, I guess. <laughs> You've given up on the film? <laughs> on, on, on this one segment, I'm not just... Oh yeah, right, okay. bye guys, that, I'm off. <laughs> For, 40 minutes the show's over. I don't want to see bad things happen to my lad Rupert, so I'm just gonna gonna leave before that happens. You're yeah, a Rupert as, as this minute begins, I'm okay with Rupert, you know, <laughs> until he speaks. <laughs> I'm okay with Rupert till he enters the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm alright with the concept of Rupert. It's just <laughs> I'm alright with the name Rupert. I like I like the bear. <laughs> mm. Do you get Rupert Bear in the States, by the way? No, I don't think so. Ah, missing out. Transatlantic uh, humour loss there, I guess. Damn. I bet you miss out on so many good kid shows. I don't know whether I mean we miss out on Mr. Rogers, so equal balance, I guess. But like, you don't get horrible histories, do you? I've never even heard of that one. Oh, <laughs> right. Ooh, Horrible Histories, wow. even as a kid's show, is one of the funniest and greatest sketch comedy shows I have ever seen. Well, before it was even a kid's show, I mean, surely, have you never heard of the books? I guess I being British history, do they go for... Well, it's, uh, well, actually, yes, but, um, yeah, no, I didn't think of that, fair enough. Right, it's six guys who are known as the Six Idiots, apparently. My sister's become a super fan and is watching, like, everything they've done. But six guys who basically... I think they they have other actors on every now and again, like Monty Python did, I guess. And yeah, they just do different, like genuinely educational but hilarious sketches, like mm. in different historical periods. I think one of the funniest ones is, I think it's two deaf people talking to each other and not knowing what the other person said. And it's well, two people have their ears cut off, I think, and it's like some sort of punishment of having your ears cut off. And there's this whole dialogue there. But apparently in the entire like run of the show, they made 18 historical errors, and that was it. Nice. And they went for... 112 the... episodes. Oh, there you go. That does... And it is that... available on Amazon Prime. You should definitely give it a watch. 100%. Yeah, for sure. And if there's the give up after Series 5, the cast changes and it's not funny anymore. <laughs> but yeah, Horrible Histories. They, they now do a BBC One sitcom called Ghosts, which is really good. I haven't seen that yet, but I do need to. My sister has it on all the time that I've kind of, I love it, but I also kind of hate the sound of it. But I'm looking forward to the next series because it's, it's really well done. They also did a show called Yonderland, which I haven't seen, but I've heard that was good as well. But that seems to be quite hard to come by. Like series one's like 50 quid on Amazon. So not getting that anytime soon. Says me, the person who spent 30 quid on an import of the room. That was, that was a worthwhile 30 quid, to be honest. Actually, we've started this episode and I haven't talked... Well, we talked about Rupert for a minute, didn't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were almost on topic. Right, yeah, Robert, I'm going to send you a picture of Rupert Bear. I'm going to... 
I've heard of Rupert Bear. I've just seen whether like a picture of Rupert Bear like brings anything. Triggers anything. Like you, 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 you secretly find out that, that suddenly you remember that you you have a secret sibling who was murdered by Rupert the Bear, and you've been hiding this. You've been <laughs> mentally hiding memory. Nah, of him. he do, he doesn't look familiar at all. Ah, you googled it. Now Paddington. I thought you meant your secret sibling for a second that I talked about. Like now it doesn't look familiar. No, I I, I googled Rupert. Isn't that the picture yet? I didn't lose my secret sibling that way. No. <laughs> no, I ate him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Paddington, yeah, you've seen the Paddington films, right? The new ones, yeah, but also I was, I really liked Paddington when I was a kid. Yeah. But can we books, talk so. about how amazing Paddington 2 is as a movie? Like, I think Paddington 2 is better than Paddington 1. I can't say I've seen it, to be fair. Paddington I ends watched, up in prison. I think I watched both the same night, I don't remember which one was better. Yeah, Paddington ends up getting arrested and, like... spending, and spending time in prison, and Hugh Grant is the villain. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He plays this really sort of up himself actor who ends up a villain. And yeah, it's, it's such a good film. Paddington 2, it's on iPlayer at the moment, Alex. Rupert seems problematic in the States. Because he started out as brown and then was turned white. It's not right. Well, they marked that and everyone loved him, so um... <laughs> And uh, <laughs> that was to save on ink for printing. But... <laughs> and you got Smithers from The Simpsons. Well, he turned yellow. Yeah. But yeah, I'm actually only like I mean I watched The Simpsons, but I'm starting to like watch through it properly on Disney Plus now. How nice. far do I go before I give up? Because I hear it gets bad. There are always good episodes. Is okay. the problem? You so could sh- probably find a good list online of like good episodes per season and skip around. Okay, I might do that. Yeah, because I don't think I probably not. I don't know if I'm sticking with Disney Plus or whether I've just got it for a while. But I'm probably not going to get through 30 seasons anytime soon, even I mean, during they had They had an episode this season, just like a couple months ago, that was amazing. So it, it every once in a while, there's a good one. And overall, I like it anyway. Anyway, about time. That's the show. Well, right. We haven't talked about Minute 40 yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. We need, a, we need a code for that. It's like, <laughs> when we're our tangents are too long. Code 4! Code 4! <laughs> right, so... A go, actually, says Rupert at the start of this minute. It's all been a bit of a whirlwind, hasn't it, Poochie Face? Oh, cringe. That's where he lost me. (laughs) Like, I, I, okay, first of all, nicknames are weird for me. I've never really called people by nicknames. My wife and I didn't have nicknames for each other. Poochie Face is a crap nickname. (laughs) But also, they've been together less than five days. Hang on, but to interrupt that... No, no, po- Poochie Face, that's, I swear that's insulting. Yeah! That's going to my dog face. Tell me you're going to edit out these little pauses in between. I'm not sure. <laughs> it depends if I'm in a good mood when I'm editing. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm feeling finicky and I cut out every pause, maybe. If not, I'll leave it in. And the listeners can just pretend they're listening in on someone else's conversation. And it's all raw and natural. <laughs> Until Robert says something, we bleed it. Yeah. Now can we fucking get on with it? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, is that going to be our episode title? <laughs> it's like I bleep out all the bad language, but just keep it in the title. Yeah. Right. So, incidentally, the next line is, "I'm going to have to teach you what you can, what you can and can't say in front of people." <laughs> 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 okay, that was so funny. Oh, really funny. 
That was that's very good, very good. No poochie face? No. I like how Tim chimes in first. <laughs> yeah. Like like he knows he's weird and awkward at this point, I feel, and he's just playing on with it. Yeah, for sure. For I think he's he, he's realised that he's gonna go back and change this. So he's like that, that that's what the thing is just... you have the power to go back and change something. I mean if you do mess up, you don't want to, but arguably if you do mess up, you can go, ah, oh, bummer, that didn't work. Right, let's go again, you know. Well, like I said before, I want to see a scene where Tim goes out committing loads of crimes just because he can go back and change it. <laughs> or it, it doesn't even have to be criminal. Just like here, if he's just like sees Rupert and then just like throws his food in his face, yeah. knowing he's going to erase it anyway. I wonder how electronics would react with Tim's time travel. Uh, because, you know, say he visited an arcade, went back in time, visited an arcade, and then, you know, set a high score on Pac-Man. If he, you know, leaves it a few days and travels back to a few days after he set that score or before, you know, what does the score remain? Because surely you can't, you know, it, it must be. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. I think that time I'm, would just not exist because he lost her phone number as a result of this. Yeah. So it, the new thing that he did would happen because and the, old thing, to, the old thing, the old thing, the old version. Rewrite some time. Okay. Good yeah. Good. Other, yeah, there, there are massive repercussions of this later on in the film, but to spoil yeah. them, yeah. Also, don't watch the trailer, by the way. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Robert, have you seen the trailer? Not since before the movie came out. No. Like they give away a like one of the main emotional things in the film. Oh, I. Uh, that's and I assume good. from saying that you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Like that's in the trailer. Like <laughs> there's lines oh. about it and. And shots of it, yeah, so odd. I don't really think it's a spoiler to say that there is an emotional bit in the film. It's a There's a bit. few. Mm. I think it's easier to count the times where you're not crying during the film. In the second half, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Once it starts getting sad, it stays that way for a while. No, but it gets to the point. It stays sad to the point that you're even crying at how happy it is at places. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's got that really sort of bittersweet happiness in places as well. It's just a beautiful film. And, but, if, and we'll we'll talk about it when it plays. But there's this one piece of music that they use a few times that literally in any movie it makes me cry. And then when I was rewatching the movie, I'm like, oh, it's in this one too. Oh, Spigel no. and Spigel. Yes. Mm. It's beautiful. Just that hear that music and I'm like sad. They what about mo- what about the of uh, the good place? And I was like, yeah, I'm done. What about movie forty <laughs> three? Did they use that in there? Machines. They're full of kids. Oh well, that was the best part of that movie. Oh, it hundred percent was. It's the yeah, it's it's so. like the I, I genuinely like laugh out loud so much at that part. I laughed out loud. I have only watched movie forty three <laughs> once. I haven't like I've watched that clip back and I've watched a couple of other bits. I haven't. I haven't I've watched the, I've watched the whole movie because someone brought it to uh, the room in it. Oh, was, had you not seen it before then? No, I hadn't. I went into it looking at the cast and not knowing how bad it was. Ha! But look at the cast. Yeah. You'll think it's good. There are a few laughs, but not as many as the groans and feeling genuinely sick in places. No, and there's only like two, maybe three sketches that are even good. Hmm. And a couple that are really funny. Alex, have you seen Movie 43? I can't say I have. (laughs) Okay. Do you know anything about it? Not a thing. Okay, let let me me read out the cast of this (laughs) awful movie. They didn't so many of the cast, like, not turn up to the premiere as well, or like, not... Not really know what the film was about. Well, yeah, because they only had to do their segment, and they worked for, like, 
Hugh Grant, Hugh uh, Jackman worked for like a day. He didn't know what else was going to be in the movie. I mean, his bit's not particularly great. No, but... no. Right. Okay. This is the American version here. Different. Do you know there's a difference or? I know there's segments that aren't necessarily in the movie. Like we uh... don't have Dennis Quaid and Greg Kinnear in ours. Wait, that's the plot that connects everything together. We have some weird plot about some teenagers finding the film online and trying to find it. And then some weird thing where he ends up watching a porn movie and it ends up being his mum in the movie. Like, yeah. And from what I've heard about the Greg Kinnear, Dennis Quaid thing, that's better. Yeah. I mean, it it does stupid things, but it has, it gives the movie a plot. Like I, I I like Greg Kinnear as an actor. I think he's a decent actor. I'm and pretty Dennis sure there are unknowns in our version. So, Alex, the cast, or some of it, yeah. is Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, Seth MacFarlane, Naomi Watt, Anna Farris, Chris, Chris Pratt, Emma Stone, Richard Gere, Kate Bosworth, Jason Sudeikis, Uma Thurman, Kristen Bell. Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant, yeah. Leslie Bibb. Like... I didn't realise how many minor roles there are in this film that's going through. Chloe Grace Moretz, Christopher Minsplas, uh, Gerard Butler, Sean William Scott, Johnny Knoxville, Blimey, Halle Berry. Just about everyone in this movie, hasn't it? Yes. And pretty much all of them have rejected it, right? Like, no, I don't think and, any of them have And most that. of them are in the movie for maybe five minutes at a, of a time. That's it. Elizabeth Banks. Because it's, it's a lot of skits, like short things put together. And even the writing and director credits, like, it should be a good film. Like, well, James Gunn, not particularly, you know, loved at this time, but, you know, he's got credits, you've got... Who's not particularly loved? James Gunn. Well, oh, no, James yeah. Gunn is very loved. Brett Ratner, though. Bob Odenkirk. Uh, Peter Farrelly. Yeah, Peter Farrelly. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Well, where do I know the name Bob, Bob Odenkirk from? Do you watch Better Call Saul? No. What do I, I've, uh, I've, I've, it's probably the name I've heard. With Bob and David? It's the Bob. No. Okay, I don't think I've actually seen anything he's done. And this might be our biggest tangent yet. Yeah, this is quite a tangent. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to scroll through everything that Bob Kirk <laughs> has been in, because that's interesting <laughs> to only me. Rupert, Poochie Face. No, no, definitely. Where did we get to movie 43? Oh, music. That was yeah. cool, wasn't it? Speak of. Why were we talking about music? Because we're talking about the movie being sad later. Oh, yeah. We're talking about later part of the movie, and that's where our tangent started. <laughs> so yeah, Tim shows him no. Mary says no, definitely not. Tim says, "Come on, come on, then." More details about this wonderful first meeting. <laughs> Rupert says, "Okay, okay." It was uh, what Joanna? Uh, oh, June seventeenth. But I know it was Joanna's party. But yeah, wouldn't he ask Mary? I have a weirder problem with this. Why did she say the date? Yeah, not just like. Friday. It's like it was Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, that just is a little bit strange, but I wonder if it's just for the, purely for the convenience of the script. I mean, if right, they says, didn't know with editing how long has it been, but the editing has suggested this is literally at best this was four nights ago the party, and it's like ugh, weird. Right. So it was June seventeenth. Joe was having a little party, a living hell from which Rupert rescued me. And where? Where was this terrible party? Mm-hmm. Joe asks. And Joanna says, no, my brothel of a flat. Which is where, though? That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> what, why do they answer these questions? <laughs> like, Mary says, what are you, a detective? He says, no, 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 sorry. I've just got a very visual imagination. I like to imagine stuff completely. 
and she says, 26 Courtfield Gardens, SW5. She then buys the argument that he's just an imaginative person. Yeah. She just gave her address to a guy she just met. Literally. Of course, Joanna liked him, so. Yeah. yeah. Around 8.30? He didn't even ask at this point. <laughs> no, she offers extra information. <laughs> 8.30? And she follows with, um, dress code slutty? Will that do? Once again, <laughs> that's not information he asked for. Like, <laughs> I know he asked for details, but sure. And he, Tim said, absolutely, yes. Although, absolutely, yes, I am wondering when you got there, Rupert. Early? Late? On time, I think, Rupert says. True love was calling. And Tim says, <laughs> oh, I actually feel a bit sick now. And then gets up. So what are both of your comments on the rest of this minute, as we've been very tangent-heavy today? We're... It seems a little, a touch weird that they're willing to just share those details. But uh, the more I think about it, the more I have to ask. I think, you know, should we forgive it for its sort of, you know, sense of humour? Because not not least in the same way, you know, the, the stalkery points we were talking about, uh, you know, last episode. But, um, you know, because of the whole amusement to the fact that it's a guy who can just travel through time at will. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there should be a point where we do suspend. Well, there's there's a there's a figure of speech I've heard, which was. You can excuse your friends for eating with their fingers, but be angry at your enemies for crossing their knife and fork. So I think maybe the fact that we're, you know, friends with the film is we can excuse it for these details, where in other in other films we criticise it. Yeah. It also makes me think about Joanna as a character because she was like really friendly when this stranger walked up a couple minutes ago. Now she's offering extra information. I think she really likes Tim. She wants him to know her address, wants him to know that she dresses slutty. And I'm like, oh, poor Joanna, she's she's going to lose him to her friends. It does seem a bit weird, doesn't it? So, have we got any concluding thoughts on this minute? Even on, We haven't talked about visuals for a while. Is there anything? But visuals for this aren't that exciting. It's just various angles on the four of them. It's interesting when it chooses to leave Rupert out of the frame or Joanna out of the frame and focus in on Tim and Mary, but yeah. That's, that's, that's very intentional. That's definitely foreshadowing. Yeah. And I should say, I correct myself, I think I might have said that Tim gets up to leave. He doesn't yet. He's got more of a line next minute. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get to next Monday. Alex, have you got any final thoughts um, this minute before we go into our bonus minute? No, I, I don't, don't think I have, to be fair. No, no, I'll, I'll stick with what's been said. So, the bonus minute I gave you was... 23, I think, maybe, ho- hopefully. Yes, that was quite quite a bizarre minute. I couldn't tell what was going on. Was the screen meant to be black? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. So, this is... Actually, let's get your impressions first, and then I'll say what's actually happening. Well, we got a bit of your impressions on Monday. Um, <laughs> which is just hilarious. So, yeah. What, what were your impressions on the black minute? I, I can't... I don't have any, because I was so upset <laughs> by what was going on. That I thought it was a sex scene. That I was just completely... First of all, I tried to adjust the contrast on my computer, so I suppose that's the thought. Um, <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to try and adjust the contrast. I thought, oh, well, I can see the 917 bit. Uh, you know, surely surely I, it should be fine, but it, it just... 
I just I heard a lot about chocolate mousse, uh, no strawberry mousse. Even I was very confused. So that they they that's pretty conclusive. Hmm. My my thoughts, I think. Yeah. So for the listeners who don't know, we were going to have Alex in in a couple of weeks' time, and he stood in nicely when we had to swap guests around. So I told Alex earlier today we'll have you on for the sex scene in a couple of weeks, and then I <laughs> I guess I didn't tell you that. Once we'd booked you in for today, we'd swapped your minutes around. No, you didn't. Um, so the, when that was the first minute I watched, <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> okay, like, so we have a foursome actually... in the dark. <laughs> so we haven't actually said. Um, basically, what happens is it's Tim first meeting Mary, Tim and his friend Jay meeting Mary and Joanna in a blind restaurant. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's very interesting. So actually, the f- we, we don't get the judge her on the way she looks first because we don't see her first which I think is great because it's the opposite of what we have when Tim falls in love with Charlotte played by Margot Robbie is we 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 come to her legs first don't we and then sort of pan up to her and we see her a lot more and she's not really got a personality anyway (laughs) as a character so we can see that Tim sort of evolved and matured to assuming he's the unreliable narrator, to remembering Mary as someone with a personality. And actually, I remember the reason I sent you this minute is because they talk about Kate Moss. Yep. Aha, got you. Okay, now that, see, that makes slightly more sense to me now Now that you've mentioned the, the connection. And the the sort of thought that I started to have, the thought that I started to have after you discussed his powers, as it were, to lie down in a dark room, as soon as, you know, we thought about that, one of my thoughts was, oh, maybe this scene is one of those. Um, so it's it's interesting to see that a blind date is done. Literally blind, yeah. Literally blind. I think that's very interesting. It's it's quite an interesting, um, quite an interesting take. So to try and speed up Friday's show, uh, we this is the point where we ask you the question, if you could go back to any point in your life and relive it, either change it or just experience it again, what moment would that be? Oh, wow. That's quite. That's quite the question. Um, I'm really not sure. Because um, you talked a bit about, you know, asking your partner out several times in different ways for fun. That'd be well, one thing, I, I guess. Just, well, that that wouldn't be something that I would do again. I think I nailed that, uh, you know, first time round. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, what would I relive again? I mean, I, you know, there's lots of lots of things that I'd relive again, but they're not. I don't think they're massively substantial. I mean, one of the things that I particularly remember enjoying was Avengers Endgame. That's, that was, that was fun. Um, you know, I really don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it would be interesting to, although I guess it wouldn't work because you'd have memories of the past, but it would be interesting to watch a film again for the first time. That's a different but that kind of time travel. But yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work with this form of time travel, which is a shame. Because I'd love to do that with some films. That would, yeah. I mean, hmm. I'm very okay. That you know that question well has well and truly stumped me. Fair enough. I've already changed my answer from episode one to to like it was like two weeks later. I didn't I didn't change it much. So I guess unless you've got a come with an answer by the end of the episode, now's the time to ask any upcoming projects and bits to promote, or just your usual social media. Well, or anything out there that people can watch. It might not be um, might not be the the, the time right now. Um, well, uh, uh, I say right now, as in when this episode airs. 
but you know corona has very much scuppered everything so unfortunately there is really very little for me to promote apart from of course unstable um i'm not sure when just I'm search for unstable there. on youtube i think it's probably there uh, if not lukeallen.co.uk forward slash unstable you can find it somehow it's a very bizarre time <laughs> so your social media of course my social media is at alexander.westwood uh that's instagram and my twitter is at underscore alex underscore westwood and robert where can listeners find you on social media hello don't tell me i've lost it now are you you both still there i'm still here luke don't worry okay robert well this is quite the ending Oh, I, 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 my fault. Oh, my mic okay. was muted because I had just been deleting something and <laughs> typing. I'm like, I'm talking. What's episode. the problem? I thought we were just going to end this episode with you not being here. <laughs> no, it, it was funny because I'm like, I'm clearly talking. Then I glance over at my Audacity recording and nothing's moving. I'm like, oh, wait, what's something? I left it. My, uh, uh, Robert E.G. Black on social media and my website, lemmingdrops.com. Not like that would have been a great cliffhanger to leave them on for, for Martin Whit- Will Robert be back? He'll never be back. No, he's gone. Y- you can edit it that way. I don't care. He's time traveled. <laughs> yeah, we, are you in a I ran into room? a closet. Just... <laughs> I have to go. Right, so the listeners can find me on Twitter at llama underscore bottle zero, on Instagram at the ginger Luke, on Facebook at Luke Allen Film, podcast short films, radio appearances, newspaper articles, all at Luke Allen Dakota UK. They can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Men's About Time. They can join our Facebook group, The Cupboard. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. We're we'll back on Monday. Here's a very odd way to say goodbye. Goodness knows why this is on here. It's been emotional. Bye. Well, not yet, it hasn't, but. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that's listening that as a way to say goodbye. <laughs> Alright, well, we'll cheer for uh, See You Soon, Raccoon. That one's a good one. <laughs> The Two Minutes About Time theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of the About Time theme originally composed by Nick Laird Close. Two Minutes About Time is a production of Lemming Drop Studios in association with Bottle O Productions. Mm-hmm.